Welcome to Fragmented, Redefining Womanhood. We are redefining womanhood one step and one story at a time. For those who can identify with the stay-at-home mom, the working woman, the budding or burnt-out entrepreneur, or the transitioning or transitioned female. This podcast was designed and built to support and provide community for women from all walks of life. A place to provide peace, solace, and healing. A place where you can truly and authentically be you. Welcome to episode two. Welcome. Um, so if you listen to episode one, thanks for joining us for episode two. I know. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. I'm Sarah. Back. I'm Sarah Jane. My pronouns are she, her. What about you? Uh, my name is Becky Foote. Pronouns she, her. That's right. And what are we talking about today? So today we're going to talk about friendship. Okay. Um, cool. Friendship. Let's be a little more specific about friendship because <laughs> that seems very vague, doesn't it? It is, yeah. So like um, friendship within females because this yes. is a... Uh, podcast geared towards womanhood yes um so female friendships Mm -hmm. and how to start them how to keep them what to expect from them um and I think we should say that we're like giving knowledge of what we know from our friendships but this is not an end-all be-all like educational I am not a licensed therapist I was just gonna say that so we're speaking from our experience this is strictly an experience driven podcast Mm mm-hmm experience absolutely um but i do find that a lot of women experience very similar things Mm -hmm. uh in their friendships with womanhood and i know for me personally that my friendships with women have gotten better in my adult years and i think part of that is the self-healing journey that i've been on to figure out who i am and then that helps me attract what i want yep and what i am um what about you Oh, no, absolutely. I feel like I have this conversation often um, with my fiance. So I am 36. My fiance is 23. So I, and that a lot of the friendships that I did not really have, like the friendships I have now, like the, the, my God, why can't I think of the word? Um, The solidness in my friendships that I really feel like solid in in the foundation of my friendships. I feel strong with these girls. They're like literally like my ride or die. Like you're my person. (laughs) If for anyone who's seen Grey's Anatomy, yes, um, Meredith and what's the other one's name? Christina. Christina, Christina Yang. Yeah. Yes, and so that the reference of "You Are My Person" was like this, like unspoken thing. I think we yes. had. But go ahead. Yeah, we did. I mean, there was a moment where I did call you on the phone, like crying, and was like, "You're my person. I love you so much." There was only yes. one moment. Oh no, it's all <laughs> multiple times. But there was this defining moment that I remember, like sitting in my driveway on the phone, like mm-hmm. crying and telling you, yeah. Anyway. So, um, anyway, like he's been experiencing a lot of like ebb and flow within his friendships and his relationships. And I know it's something that I also experienced in my twenties. Um, and I feel like a lot of the reason why I'm able to have the, um, relationships that I do now and the friendships that I have are because of the growth that I've made and because I'm in my thirties. I'm not saying that like you can't have solid friendships in your Mm twenties. There's just like a different sort of almost growth and maturity and life experience that you don't really necessarily have in those years does Mm -hmm. that does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah definitely no I and I think that some people do have friendships from you know oh yeah from college or high school that continue on you know for an entire lifetime and I think that's a beautiful wonderful thing that has not been my experience (laughs) (laughs) mine either if that is you I like think that's amazing and I that's awesome and I adore it yeah yeah a little jelly about it um although there's no reason to be because I have found my people absolutely um but I would say in my 20s um I had a different group of friends and I think that that group that I had I still love and adore them we are Mm -hmm. no longer in touch um I have no hard feelings towards Mm -hmm. them I think that we just outgrew each other Mm -hmm. and it was um, a different space like there was a different need for that friendship. Yeah, Does that, make that, sense? that friendship served its purpose mm-hmm. in its time, mm-hmm. um, and then it was no longer time. Right, and it was time to move on. Um, and I think that sometimes moving on, there's like this negative connotation, like something went really bad or something went wrong, mm-hmm. and maybe it did. But um, also too, I think people can just move on in their lives because they're just in a different space and in a different journey. Like our paths just took different places or went different ways. So I've. Um, picked up a few <laughs> that's so weird I've picked up a few friends along the way <laughs> hey we're on this walk okay I'm just gonna like a flower I'm just gonna I'm like oh the Sarah size flower it's oh, probably that's purple such, that's such a great um 
such a great reference because I'm a florist. So yeah. I've, I've picked my wildflowers along the way. Oh, I actually really love that. <laughs> Cheesy. I know. Um, Can we do like a photo shoot with like us having like flower heads or something? And like, it's like super artsy. It can be either really corny or really That's artsy. how you know your your buddy is a photographer when everything <laughs> turns into a photo shoot. Everything. But totally we can true. save that for another day. Yeah. Because last year we had girls weekend uh, yeah. at at the farmhouse, which is one of the uh, vacation rentals. That yeah. Um, and so she decided that it'd be really fun for us to dress up in these beautiful dresses and mm-hmm. go sit out in the snow and like 10 degree weather on these beautiful rented couches. And we all froze our butts off, we but we got some amazing photos. Oh my God, they're epic. Those pictures are amazing. They are really epic. But um, yeah, so in the previous podcast, I had mentioned that my friendship with you mm-hmm. specifically um I was attracted to it because some of the things you do scare the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, and so I just would like to dive into that a little yeah. bit more. Um, so when you asked me um, to join this women's group with you. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, uh, do I qualify for that? Am I like a woman entrepreneur? Yes, you do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, do I qualify? Um, and then she had us get up in front of this group of women. So I got up in front of this group of women that I had never met before. I think there was like 40 people there the first time. The first time it was. Yeah. It was like, like 40, 40 45, something like that. It was that, kind yeah. of insane. And, and in this tiny little living room. And we're all like smushed in there. We were like sardines. Mm-hmm. And I had to get up there and talk about women entrepreneurship and, you know, where we are today with that. I, yeah. I forget exactly what my topic was. But she's like, here, just speak in front of all these people that you don't know. Oh, would you like a glass of wine beforehand? Sure. Oh. Okay. Um, so <laughs> you up a little bit. <laughs> so did that. And then what, and then another one of your crazy ideas was a photo shoot that I just talked about. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, Oh, um, you always take photos of my family. And yeah. so when I get in front of the camera, I get super awkward. And so you push me out of my comfort zone all the time. This podcast is a perfect example. She's like, yeah. Becky, let's just talk to an unlimited amount of, of listeners <laughs> and just tell our entire life story and be vulnerable and ruffle some feathers. Yeah. You're a, you're a feather ruffler. I am. And I admire that. And I'm also scared to death of it. <laughs> I know. Um, but anyway, so I, I wonder if I'm digressing a little bit. But No, 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 no. I mean, like, I think an enjoyable part of our relationship and our friendship is our ability to, like, verbally vomit and also ramble. Like, I think mm-hmm. that... It's needed. And we're mm. also squirrels. We're like, you know, I mean, I'm actually diagnosed ADHD. You're like pre-diagnosed ADHD. <laughs> pre-diagnosed. <laughs> I'm pre-historic. <laughs> pre-diagnosed. Self-diagnosed? Self-diagnosed. Um, so I was actually recently diagnosed with um, PTSD. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to minimize it, but it is kind of a common thing. And mm-hmm. I say that um, so that if anyone feels like maybe they have um PTSD or something similar. Was it PTSD or CPTSD? Was it just PTSD? So according to the therapist, it was just PTSD. Okay. There is something called complex PTSD. PTSD, yeah. Um, She was unfamiliar with that, actually. That's interesting. I know. Well, I wouldn't say unfamiliar. She didn't really say either way. Oh, okay. But but anyway, so yeah, ADHD you were diagnosed with. I was, officially. Officially. and I'm like newly on Adderall and all that stuff. But I think it, anyway, like that, I digress from that just to say like that will be another topic too. But mm-hmm. um, just to say that a lot of our conversations tend to be very squirrely. I always have said that I'm a squirrel, like even mm-hmm. pre-diagnosed with ADHD, that mm-hmm. I will like literally jump over here <laughs> and be like on this like topic. And then I'll remember something and jump back like way the hell over there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we always still have a conversation. So if you are not keeping up with us, like that maybe <laughs> that might be because we're all over the place, but we'll try to we'll try to rein it back in. So we're talking about friendship today. We were. So oh, I wanted to say something to what you were saying about hold on, comfort zone. No, that was not. I think that was it. Oh, I feel like you pulled me out of my comfort zone too, which I think is very good because I tend to. I'm kind of an all or nothing girl. I'm kind of mm. like. All right, let's go do this. No, we're just going to do it. We're just going to freaking do it. It's fine. And honestly, I've gotten to the point, and I think because I've been an entrepreneur for so long, that if something scares me, specifically in business, I'm like, I'm just going to freaking do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am trying really hard not to curse. As much. Um. <laughs> it's okay. We are going to show up authentically. So I would just like to say for our listeners, yeah. um, we are showing up authentically as ourselves. Yes. And that means that we curse sometimes. I definitely, when I'm not around my children, a hundred percent. And sometimes when I'm around my children, just to keep it real, (laughs) 
I have a 15 year old and sometimes fuck comes out and I'm just like, oh, whatever. Yes. Fine. And <laughs> so I think we're trying to be conscious of yes. our viewer or our listeners rather, um, possibly viewers. Uh, but, but at the same time we need to show up as ourselves. So, yes. so okay. you, you do you girl. Okay. Thanks. So we're going to circle back to what I was saying, which I honestly don't remember. You were talking about zone. friendship, comfort, hmm. pushing out of our comfort zone. Oh, yeah, yeah, So I tend to be, like, all or nothing. So when I go into something, like, especially if something scares me, I'm like, oh, I should be doing it. I'm just going to do it, like, no holds bar mm-hmm. and, like, go for it. But then sometimes that leads to, like, instant regret. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, I have this wonderful idea. I'm just going to go for it. It might get egg on my face. Might not be the greatest idea. Whatever. And I feel like you're always, you've always been the person that like reels me in. That's like, all right. So we did the thing. It's fine. That's cool. So, all right. I want to piggyback what you're saying yeah. and just say that um, I'm very much the same way in the sense of like an all or nothing. And it's like let's just do or die. Yep. All in or all out. Right. Um, and so if I fail, cool. That's great. If, yeah. Fear of failure the entire time. But I also think, too, having someone in your in your court when you do mm-hmm. fail and mm-hmm. not doing the, I told you so, oh, or God. the, you know, um, I kind of knew that was going to happen. So, oh. like, Sarah, I don't know if you're going to fall flat on your face when you do something. I have no idea. It could be, sometimes I look at what you do and I'm like, that's either going to be absolutely brilliant or I am going to have to pick her up off the floor of the spatula. Yes. I don't know which it's going to be, but either way, I'm, I'm ride or die. Like, yeah. let's do this. I know. Um, and I think that's the type of girlfriends, at least that I want, that when I do something, you mm-hmm. know, that's how I would like to be treated. So that's how I try to treat other people. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember the quote about, like, someone supporting you or, like, the idea of, like, I'm trying to remember. It's going to drive me crazy. When people say that they, they believe in you, but they don't actually support you. Ah, yeah. So it's like like, a double-edged sword. Right. Like, Mm. and I think that, and I could say that in my relationship too, and I mean, probably because we are business partners, but like, um, sometimes I really struggle when like he comes to me with like this idea and like my technical or my logical side of my brain is like, that's not really gonna do it. But then like, you know, at the same time, I'm like, no, I want to be supportive and like there and like, you know, a sounding ear. Like sometimes another thing in friendships is understanding what your place is in a conversation. Mm. So I feel like we often have the conversation of like, what do you need for me in this conversation? Am I supposed to be... Like, do you just want to vent? Do you want, like, some response? Yes. Like, sometimes I just want to call you and tell you what the fuck is wrong with my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just want to cry and scream, and, like, I don't need a response. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I do need your, like, valid words of wisdom. Um, or you to tell me that, like, that's not my tape. Which, can I just say, can we just, like, do, like, a little, like, roadside pull-off? Because I want to talk about this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's the beauty of authentically showing up as yourself. Perfect. So one of the things that we always call each other when we need advice on things, when we need someone to pull us out of our comfort zone, but also like when we're spiraling, I feel like you Mm -hmm. were the person, like my go-to spiral person. Um, Like literally our spouses or like our partners, because he's not my husband yet soon, um, knows that like if something really big is happening, that's like super emotional, like literally Mark, that's my fiance, is like, do you need to call Becky? (laughs) Okay. I'm going like he almost like knows like I need to step back and like let you have this time with her but you started talking about um one of the things in like our healing journeys is and going through trauma and understanding triggers was is it our tape do you want to explain that please yeah so I will uh shout uh present it this way so um tapes came from I I'm codependent. Um, that is part of my self-healing journey. It's something that I realized that I was in my early twenties. Um, and something that I still continue to heal from. And, and like you said in previous podcast, um, or even earlier that, that there's no graduation date for this. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, so codependency. So I, I have been involved and I will say very openly, and there is 12 step groups for codependence anonymous. So mm-hmm. if you, um, I, I am breaking my own anonymity here by, by telling this, but I'm, you know, I'm showing up authentically me. Um, but yeah, there's 12 steps groups for that. So if you are in therapy, um, and like we said before, we are not clinical therapists, mm-hmm. psychologists, we are none of those things. We are just two women sharing our experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see a therapist and I was, um, diagnosed with codependency. Um, it's really more of a self-diagnosis I'd say, but, 
um, she gave me some information and I was able to, to, um, find 12, 12 step groups, which I think have been very important. And that is where I got the, um, old tapes. Mm -hmm. So old tapes are things that someone else has said to me. Someone else has, um, expected of me. Um, old tapes can be from family of origin. It can be from old friendships. It can be from old romantic relationships, but these tapes. So like if I'm starting to feel funky about something happening in the moment, these tapes will rear their ugly head. And mm -hmm. then you can hear those narratives of what somebody's, somebody else's expectations of you are, or somebody else's, um, view of you. Mm -hmm would be and so those are just but those aren't me right those are somebody else that is stuff that other so those tapes are things that other people have put on me that I play in my head mm -hmm. when I'm starting to feel like things aren't great in the moment right so like for example I think because I used to kind of call it narrative before you said tape but like mm -hmm. um say something happens as a parent because a mother right <clears throat> something happened as a mother that wasn't the greatest experience made me feel like I was like literally the shittiest mom on the planet, you know, like, um, I'm trying to think of an example or, um, and then I, and, and the, my immediately, my immediate thought is, oh my gosh, I am the worst mother in the world. Mm -hmm. This thing happened. It is all my fault. I am failing my child. Mm -hmm. I am like taking something away. I think something like, that we would talk about often is about, are we being present enough as a mom as we're a working mom? Mm. So like whenever we get like a twinge of guilt mm. of like, we're not doing enough. We're not being, we're not being present enough. We're not being around enough for our children. Oh my gosh, you're not going to remember us. Um, it's remembering that those really aren't our narratives. Those aren't our tapes. Those are legit things that like other people have said to us in our life. Um, and it's not, it's not coming from us. And can I just also just say like, I think stay at home moms, correct me if I'm wrong, have mm -hmm. that same guilt and just in a different form, like twisted. So it's almost like if you're a working mom, um, or if you're a stay at home mom, or if you're a part-time, whatever, it just seems like there's always a judgment or Absolutely. like a narrative tape about that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm actually going to, if it's okay with you, segue yeah those tapes back mm -hmm. into friendships. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually think that, um, I had a difficult time, um, learning how to have friendships in my adult years because mm -hmm. I always associated that with the type of relationships I had. Um, when I was, uh, pre self-aware journey, you know, I feel like there's a lot of that lingo going around, but I don't know how else to explain it. So anyway, pre, uh, self-awareness journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like what I refer to as sleepwalking through life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I was surrounding myself also with people who were kind of sleepwalking through life. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there was this transition point where I was like, okay, that's not what I want, but I'm not exactly sure what I do want. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept working on me. And the more that I just kept working on myself is when that opened the door and gave me opportunity to, let other people in. So in other words, it's like, you know, you can't put more stuff in the trash can. You have to take the trash out. It has to be empty before you can start putting it back in. That's like such a weird analogy, but, no, um, or like, okay, let me use this analogy. That's just like not a little more pleasant, but like the doorway. So like one door closes, the other door hasn't opened yet. And you're in this hallway. And I was there for a long time. And I, when I moved to New York, I didn't know any like mm -hmm. women. And I was really, I have a great relationship with my husband. I have a great, you know, group of friends from past places I've lived, but I didn't have any girlfriends or, um, friendships or relationships, um, in this area. And right. so it wasn't until I had met you and then, you know, you opened the door to a bunch of other friendships, um, which I think that there's of different types of friendships you can have. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, you and I are really close. We talk a million times a day. Mm -hmm. We're always texting, what have you. Um, and then I have met a group of women that we call the soul sisters. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say that I am like that with all them. Right. Right. So mm -hmm. like there are like, but any one of the girls, if they're having a bad day, let's send flowers. Yeah. Um, if they are going through like a really hard life event, let's all get together and celebrate something happy with them to make them feel better. Mm -hmm. There's definitely, you know, these, we'll go six months without talking to each other and then we'll talk again and, and it'll be awesome. So I don't feel like there is this pressure on mm -hmm. all of my friendships. 
And if I feel pressure in a friendship period, I don't want it. Right. Like I need to be able to tell people like, I need my space right now. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And I think that's like, that speaks to like a level of maturity in a friendship. I think it's actually been really hard for me as a codependent person myself. Like I just like, and also an empath, like I just want everyone to be happy all the time, even if it's at the sacrifice of myself. Mm. And I think that one of the things in the last year, because 2021 completely kicked my ass with the wedding season, with us like moving all this stuff that was happening. I did not know how to express and actually communicate to people that I just needed space. And I'm going to give an example, a few examples. So I feel like before I started being vulnerable and opening up and finding the friendships within myself, like with, with the right, with like the people, you know what I mean? Like my people, um, I was always too scared to actually be myself and to actually speak my truth within a relationship. And I feel like that's when you can really tell, like, are these people like your actual ride or dies? Are Mm -hmm. these like your actual friends? Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, Anyway, so the summer was really hard. We just moved into our house, and I actually just met this woman, like, down the street from us, um, and we were, like, super close, and, um, but, like, it was so weird because we hadn't actually, like, really hung out, but we just felt, like, this really strong connection, and I felt like I kept blowing her off. Honestly, I felt like an asshole. Like, I just was, like, and it was mostly because I didn't have the social and emotional capacity to, like, no more. Like, I was done. I was, like... You were tapped out of friendship. I was tapped out and not, not because, and it's funny cause it's like one of those times where you feel like you might need that. But also at the same time, like I literally had nothing left in my tank. Um, and so we had set up this time to like meet up and then <laughs> I very shakily like had my phone and I was like, okay, I'm just going to message her and I'm just going to tell her that like, I just can't right now. I just can't. And it has nothing to do with her. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to be honest because if I'm not honest with her now, like how are we ever going to build a friendship? And I feel like 10 years ago, I would have just been like, I would have just gone and I would have been miserable. And then I feel like there would have been like this resentment towards her. Mm-hmm. So I shakily, shakily. <laughs> got on my phone and I messaged her and I said, Hey Greta, I just like, I want to hang out with you so bad. Like, I feel like there's a connection with us. I feel very close to you already, even though we haven't hung out. And I don't want you to think that this is a personal thing for you. I need space for myself. I have nothing left in my tank. And I don't think that I'd be doing you or I a service if we got together. And like right now, I just need time. And she started typing and then stopped and started typing and stopped. And like 20 minutes later, she responded and she said, thank you. I really appreciate like you reaching out to me and being honest with me. I have to tell you at first I was a little offended, but like the growing me understands <laughs> <laughs> and I will be sitting over here like drinking a coffee with you. This is before she knew that I definitely don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, and now like we see each other when we can and we're just very open about it. <clears throat> and that was like needed. Like I felt like, and I feel like you need to have those friends that understand who you are and that you sometimes you need space. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's getting easier every time. Uh, you know, that I, that I'm like, okay, I'm just emotionally tapped. I can't, I just can't. But I actually had an, an incident with one of my friends from years ago. Um, I wasn't avoiding him. I just literally was just like, I don't have emotional space for this right now. <clears throat> and he just got really upset with me and I, and I messaged him. And I said, I'm so sorry. I just, I literally, it's one of those things where texting almost seems so much easier. Like, do you ever get to that point where you're mm-hmm. just like, I literally don't want to have a phone call. Like mm-hmm. having a phone call seems like too much right now. So anyway, like he wanted to talk on the phone and I was like, I'm so sorry. I literally can't. I'm like in a ball in my bed right now. Like I just like, I just need time and space. And he got really offended and he like attacked me. Um, Like not, he wasn't mean or anything, but he was like really upset that I was like, well, this isn't the type of friendship that I want right now. Like this isn't the type of friendship that I think that I deserve. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this literally has nothing to do with you. This is about me right now. Like I was trying to say it like in a nice way. I'm like, I'm so sorry that you're offended. That is not my, that is not my intention with this. I'm trying to explain to you that I do not have the capacity to be a friend that you need right now. Like I, I'm here for you and I love you and I fully support you, but I just need time and space. Like mm-hmm. give me a couple of days. And <laughs> Becky, as a codependent, that was so hard. Oh my goodness. I'm listening to it and it's, and it's like painful for me to listen to. I know. I can actually see your face and like how you're acting. And I was like, okay. But no, like it was like, it was so hard. It was so, and like you're I said. setting think, a boundary. I know. What is that? Boundaries. What are those? Oh, you can have those in friendships too. And, right. And I think what? that that's like a super important topic because I feel like, what was that analogy that I told you about the cups? So there should be like your cup. 
Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it should never be you pouring from your cup to fill other people's cup. There should be like your salad cup that when you fill it yourself and it overflows into another cup, then you can start pouring into other people's cups. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've had that ass backwards like my entire life. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm going to keep pouring. Oh, it's empty. That's fine. You can just like have the nothingness that I have. have. You can have the air in my cup. (laughs) You can have the vast nothingness in my empty cup. But it makes me a good friend because I'm just giving you all of me. And like, it's fine that I have nothing. That's what somebody else's tape told me. Exactly. Yeah. So this Mm -hmm. whole idea of, of, not giving more than what you have, Absolutely. Um, setting boundaries mm-hmm. and, and, but with setting boundaries, especially in friendships, sometimes there is backlash. Yeah. Um, and friendships should never be on contingency. No. And so friendships, you know, even like I have a friendship with my husband, right? Yeah. Obviously, uh, we are friends also. And I think that it's really important too, as especially as codependent, um, or just someone who is still new to boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. It's no, um, Basically, I'm just reiterating the cup scenario, and that is that, you know, we need to fill ourselves, and then we can give to other people, um, and that was something, yeah, I had totally backwards, too, and I didn't, I didn't, I was like, oh, if I give to other people, then my cup will be filled. Oh, oh, no, no, sweetheart. That is not how it works. Oh, gosh, right? no. So it is like, I have to fill my cup. So how does one fill their cup so they can have yes. good friendships? This is what actually, does that look like? I know. I actually like love this topic because I feel like there's such a toxicity within like self-love culture on social media that like self-love means that you go get your nails done and you take a bath. Like no. A bubble bath with wine and there you That's yourself hair and that. Just take care of yourself, boo. Ju- oh. Yeah. Just get your hair done every six weeks or whatever. But, yeah. and I, I think that can be a Oh, form. absolutely. But I, that's not the, the type no. that we're talking about right now. No, I think self-love is defined not in the moments that you schedule every week to take care of yourself, which you totally absolutely should do. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's in the daily activities and the daily things that you do to ground yourself. Mm-hmm. What do I mean by that? Um, Sarah, what's the one thing that you do mm-hmm. that you have talked about freely and that you have tried to get your girlfriends on board with? <laughs> And we're all like, we don't have time, right? But it's like so relevant, so so important, and so good. And Uh and it's not that you don't have time; it's that we need to make time. But go ahead. What is it? What's one of the biggest things you do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to answer that, but I also want to say that I think everybody has their own thing that I'm about to say. Okay. There, I'm just no. I'm not saying that. Like, (laughs) I do. Okay, sorry. So a hundred percent it's journaling. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love to journal, but like when I, but I love to write and I know that's something that I enjoy doing and that's something that frees me and makes me feel at ease. Mm -hmm. I know that that doesn't apply for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So I think finding the thing that makes you feel grounded, whether maybe it's crafting, maybe it's just like silently sitting in a corner. Like honestly, sometimes I just like to like sit on the couch and just stare like forward in silence. That's why I started waking up so early after I had children. So I just in other want words, silence. You're doing, you're doing unaware meditation. Yes. I'm just going to space out. <laughs> and all these experts are telling me to meditate. It's going to make me feel great. I just wake up and just space out. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I do. I mean, I tried the whole meditation thing and I think it's just too much like yoga for me, which does not make me feel good. So. I know I am so jelly of women who can do yoga oh and God. like bring me them too. peace. Like I'm like, all right, I'll try, I'll try another 10 session class. Yes. That I'll probably only go to three, which is probably why it's not working but anyway neither here nor there um yeah I think that everybody has their own thing Um, what's your thing what's my thing I think I have a couple of things Mm -hmm. so I have a really hard time sitting still um and so for me like they actually call it a walking meditation there's actually a word for it so like if you just decide to go for a nature walk um part of the reason why my husband and I we are such nature people Mm -hmm. we live on 23 acres um we were just hanging out with my chickens before (laughs) Um, and so, so I love that we have trails and that we can just walk our trails and Mm -hmm. I can take my daughter, I can go by myself. I don't have to go drive to a park. I Mm -hmm. can just literally walk out my front door and I'm in a forest. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that in and of itself is very healing and not everybody has access to that. Um, so another thing that I do is I am a 
creative. We both are. Mm -hmm. Um, and my medium is not only through flowers, but through crafting. Yeah. So I will get a good crafting project out and I will get a new crochet pattern or I will, you know, um, and also too, like, filling up my cup sometimes I just need to binge watch like oh my a God, crappy yes. Netflix, Netflix show yeah like you know it may not be like emotionally or spiritually but in a way it is yes it isn't it isn't right yeah there's such a misconception that like if you watch tv and you binge stuff you're lazy yeah yeah which is a whole other topic about but I think but. it comes down to like being aware of what you need so like sometimes I'm like okay am I watching tv and binge watching this because I'm absolutely trying to avoid life right or am I doing it because I just need to turn off my brain for for a little while and just and be entertained yeah so it's not always what we do Mm -hmm. but why we do it absolutely I'm gonna say that again for those in the back yes please it's not always what we do Mm -hmm. but why we do it yes so you know if I'm going for a nature walk just because I strictly want to get out of my house and want nothing to do with anyone in my house mm-hmm. well maybe a nature walk is a yes. good idea but but I do have to go back into that house yes you have to go back in there yes so I mean so yeah those are just some things that I do um, music is a great oh absolutely solace for me sometimes I just need like some heavy duty rap mm-hmm. like some R&B or whatever, or sometimes I just need like you know um, some alternative, or I don't know. Some There's also some like uh, sometimes because I'm just like crazy. One of the <laughs> one of the ways that I really started to love my body and like love the body that I was in in the moment was like literally putting on the most like I want to say sensual. I don't really know how else to say it. Just like this free like you know, and kind of like letting myself go. Wouldn't it, isn't that like called interpretive mm-hmm. dance or something? Sure. To me, it was just. <laughs> Weirdly gyrating. I just have like, to label everything just so it makes yes, sense. Yes, no, me. it's fine. It's totally fine. I mean, for me, it was just like, feel. I if I ever did record myself, which I never would have done, I feel like I probably would have looked really weird and just gyrating and like like waving my body around. No, I but, think there was a period of time that you were posting some type of dance move on social media. I don't know if that I was, was workout a- related. Oh, okay. It was not like I literally would put on like this music and like pretend like I was basically belly dancing in a room by myself and mm. I was like the sexiest person alive mm-hmm. I don't know it just worked for me T- tell everybody about the book that you gave me that is a great reference point oh the goddess revolution mm-hmm. right is yeah. That it? Mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so I absolutely love to read and I know that you you do audiobooks because it's easier for you with like what you do right mm-hmm. I l- love like the feeling of the book the smell of the book like all of the things with the book mm-hmm. um so that's just what I do but there's just like when I started the journey like that was that was another thing that we connected on in our friendship too which I think like just to kind of segue into that, like with community, like vulnerability leads community, mm-hmm. like all of the friendships that we have cultivated or like, so the most interesting part about our friendship, oh, she's just like, hello. Hi. <laughs> Sorry guys. Something um, must've gotten her really excited because she's spitting on the microphone. I know, Good. I know. Um, so in 2020, like right before the pandemic, it was our first girls weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the farmhouse? At, no, in Nunday. In Nunday. Yes. That's right. We got an Airbnb in Nunday. Okay. Yes. So I had all of these friends that were like from all these places of my life, right? Mm-hmm. I had met Becky and Rebecca like at like while we were doing like this woman's thing. I had friends from like 10 years ago that I knew in a different part of my life but had like still kind of like been there with me. And I had met my hairdresser and then like my, you know, like, all of these different things. My second shooter with John and all that stuff. Um, and like, they were all like these separated parts of my life. And then at the time, Mark was like, for Sarah's birthday, I am going to get all of these women together and they're going to have a girl's weekend, not knowing anyone. And I was like, girl, uh, well, I didn't know that. Of course, like you guys surprised me. For anyone me. who doesn't know, Mark is her partner or the, I know she mentioned it before, but just yes, a reminder. Nothing mm-hmm. else to say. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so he put together like this girl's weekend and surprised me and like, and then everybody had like their own part of what they were going to do to like put forward to the to the weekend and it was the first time that all six of us was it six what's six oh god help me hold on a second one two three four wait six seven seven with all of us oh my god this is so bad you rebecca aaron melissa jen tanya me seven seven yes rebecca didn't come right so it was just six 
right? That's what's screwing us up. There Thank you. Okay, so six. Okay. So anyway, so um, there was this weekend that was like in the middle of winter. It was legit like a month before the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was like a weekend before. Mm-hmm. So I remember talking about like, oh, did you hear about this thing called COVID? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> Here we are. Um, anyway, so um, I was like super stoked about getting all of you guys in a room together. And I know that everybody else was like really nervous. Um, and like all of my, I have this one friend that only knew people by what they did. Like Tanya was like, she's the oil girl. She's the flower girl. She's the photo girl. <laughs> like it was just like a thing because nobody, none of you guys had met before no. ever. Mm-mm. But I just knew the energy was going to be, like, so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really cool for me to be able to bring, like, all these people from different facets of my life together to mm-hmm. kind of create this group that we had created. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what was my point? Oh, my point being that it was because of my ability to be vulnerable with each individual that was there mm-hmm. that we could, like, kind of come together to kind of create this community that we created and then doing the photo shoot that we did and like all of the different things that we've been able to do together and Mm -hmm. we we are all creatives and in one way or another we've all created like art together Mm -hmm. with Jen doing your photos and she did Melissa's photos and like you're doing stuff for Melissa's studio and like we've just constantly done stuff together mm-hmm. that point forward. And I feel like the reason why that we have stayed connected and I know that each friendship is different for each person mm-hmm. was because we had like that, our ability to be vulnerable with each other, like legit <laughs> guys, we get these beautiful houses and they have like the one had a hot tub and like even your farmhouse has so much beautiful space and these really nice couches to sit on. And we literally for 48 to 72 hours, <laughs> at the kitchen table. Sit at the kitchen table with wine. Uh Uh-huh. And charcuterie boards. That's like our thing. Mm -hmm. Tacos, margaritas, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And like verbally word vomit. Everything. Everything. And we are so vulnerable with each other. And like we cry and like we run around and hug each other. No, literally. There was a moment I remember looking up and I was like, oh my gosh, Melissa's crying because there was like uh, a song that was shared. And then like literally five minutes later, we're like hysterically laughing. So it's just this vulnerability, but there's no contingencies. There's no No. expectation. Mm -hmm. There's no, it's just this open, beautiful, um, you know, accepting everybody for who they are and where they're at. Um, You know, we have all the walks of life, like, you know, even your second shooter, you Mm -hmm. know, she was a stay-at-home mom who's segueing into now coming back to work. We have one of the girls just opened um, a new new studio. Hair studio, yeah. Hair studio, and so that was, like, a huge adventure for her to go on from leaving one place to another. Um, And I think that we all encourage that in each other, and I think that's what's the beauty of it all. I feel like we challenge each other. Like, we in ourselves do things that are terrifying to ourselves, like, for for us, Mm -hmm. which helps encourage, like, our group of friends. Like, honestly, we have grown so much individually, but has also grown as a group as well. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I, I would agree with that. And so I think that part of my growth has been not just my own doing, but from the people that I choose to surround myself mm-hmm. with and also um, their encouragement and th- the pieces that we talk about, the fragmented pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, I sometimes need help with, you know, some of those pieces, picking them up, mm-hmm. carrying them, and and having this group of women. Like, I mean, even just, I remember when I first moved here uh, and you came over and I, you were doing a photo shoot for, uh, I just had my baby, and you had brought over... Um, what were they? The Ziploc Like freezer bed. meals. Freezer yeah. meals. And I was like, <laughs> that was the first time I was like, I think I have a friend <laughs> in New York. And I mean, like just that you took the time out of your day to make mm-hmm. freezer meals. Or like even Tanya has, um, she's a wonderful knitter. And she, every girl's every girl's weekend, she's there with her like crochet. Or to be fair, meals. like Tanya literally knits everywhere we go. It's always she, with her. She does. It's not just girls weekend. Okay. It's like everywhere. we're watching a movie. Fuck. She's like knitting. <laughs> which I love about her. Girl needs to open an Etsy shop. But, yeah. <laughs> um, and like, so she would, uh, she actually made like a really cute lamb costume for May. And yeah. like whenever the girls need flowers for anything, it's mm-hmm. like I am like, you know let me know and I will get her flowers. So I just think that having that, um, support group, like having a safe place to fall and, Mm -hmm. and I have a safe place to fall within my partner, but Mm -hmm. I also need that in womanhood. And I think it's very different. Um, 
Like, I need both. Yeah. Like, I really do. Like, I, I don't know if, I, know if I would say I need both, but both help m- make me a better person. Absolutely. And I honestly think, no, I need to have my girlfriends 100%. And I f- also feel like there's this idea that we have to have, like, a girls weekend where we're, like, you know, on, like, social media, like, just go, like, get drunk, be crazy, be with your girls, which, of course, like, we do that. That's mm-hmm. what we do. But also having, like, the 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 relationship with someone to be able to kind of like be authentically yourself and also be vulnerable to that person mm-hmm. like literally like I said our partners know that sometimes we need each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like okay I'm just I'm gonna go call Becky right now like <laughs> okay bye or like something like literally there was like a huge major thing that happened for me as a parent like a few weeks ago and I was a mess I was like crying and I had texted you and like you knew that it was drastic enough that you needed to call me immediately. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, I was standing in the kitchen with Mark and I was like having this moment. We were like having this moment together. But as soon as you called, I was like, I got to go. Becky's calling me. <laughs> like I was like, I'm doing this like right now. So it Sorry, was, Mark. I know. But like, he knows and he understands. Mm-hmm. Like that that's just, a, there's just like a space for like you, like that you can give me something that Mark can't give me. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make Mark less valuable in my eyes and or in our relationship. It's just, there's like this camaraderie in our friendship Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of the reason why we are able to have the friendship is because of the work that we did so I actually think one of the first things that we probably should talk about with friendship is like knowing who you are I mean granted I feel like I'm always finding out who I am Mm -hmm. but like the more that I it's never any journey absolutely but I definitely think the growth that I did within myself has allowed me to have the friendships that I have now a hundred and ten percent absolutely yeah um and so the inner work attracts the outer right stuff right so um also too i think it's i think it would be really good to tap into i don't know how much time we have left but i would love to tap into if you're in a bad friendship Mm. one how do you know and two how do you get the hell out so as someone who recently went through this as in like five years ago yeah I think I'm ready to talk about it. I'm not going to like name drop or anything like that, but I definitely think that it's a conversation. I think understanding that there's certain people that are meant to be in your life at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? To either teach us something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I also think with womenhood, there's this idea that you're supposed in friendships that you're supposed to be okay with toxicity because it's what's perpetuated on like, the Real Housewives of New Jersey. What do you define as toxicity? I mean, I'm sure. Have you seen The Real Housewives? Of, have you I seen have, any of those it's shows? It's so entertaining. Okay. So I enjoy watching them, but at the same time, I laugh. But like, toxicity would be like literally being in a relationship where you set a boundary with someone, or like you tell someone that you're supposed to be your friend, that you're upset about something, or you don't like when they do something and they just don't stop. Um, that you set a boundary and they can continuously keep crossing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. Not, I should stop saying that. Look, you should not ever put up within a friendship someone that can't respect you and your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Literally anyone. Mm-hmm. Like one of the biggest definitions, my biggest things about boundaries, because boundaries are terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. setting a boundary. And I think as a codependent and a people pleaser, if I set a boundary and someone crosses it, I immediately feel bad. Or if someone gets upset about a boundary that I set, I, I my first reaction was always to feel bad, right? Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. understanding that like, you setting a boundary for your own safety and protection and someone crossing it, that's them. That's not you. Like, mm-hmm. they're literally showing you who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If there's, like, no remorse about it. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I really um, don't like when you put me down to make a joke that makes me uncomfortable. That's what was happening within my, the friendship. It was, it was consistent, um, like, how do you know when I'm just kidding and I say that in mm-hmm. quotations really is somebody else's inner junk being dumped onto you? Right. Right. And then in a friendship, it shouldn't, you shouldn't be the, the punchline if you're, if you're uncomfortable right. with it. Right. Like you and I, you know, um, I think there's nothing wrong with a healthy punchline. Or, right. But if I ever was to say something to you that was offensive, I would hope that you'd be able to come to me and say, hey, Becky, that actually really hurt my feelings, and let's have a talk about it. You know what I mean? So the opposite of that. Yeah. (laughs) It's talk, right? Yeah, so I think that part of the toxic is people crossing boundaries. I also, like, 
absolutely hate gossipy cattiness. I feel like if I'm in a friendship where, like, sometimes I think it's okay to call and talk about a frustration that you may have Mm -hmm. with something that's happening if it's intended to try to find a solution. Mm -hmm. If your intention of calling someone, like, a friend to talk about another friend is just with the intention of gossiping and being hurtful Mm -hmm. with no solution, what are you even doing? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the one thing I can't stand about. Like, the one thing I literally yell at the TV when I watch the show. Is when they're just like, oh my god, like, like I, I watched like New Jersey or whatever, and this one girl, like, which I've never liked her, she literally tried to start like a rumor about her husband, like one of the 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 person they were celebrating, like it was his birthday, and at his birthday party, she wanted to start a rumor that he was having an affair with somebody that she like, which was I just heard it, I didn't. I didn't perpetuate this rumor. Like just I just heard it. I'm just relaying. Yeah, I didn't start it. Okay, yeah, but like, girl, uh, that that kind of stuff. Like, if your intention is to be hurtful, why why are you even opening your mouth? Um, I don't know where I was going with that. So <laughs> that's actually a really good point. So, um, is what I'm about to say uh, necessary, and is it the is it truthful? Right. And if it's neither of those things, then we probably shouldn't be saying it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I think when people are gossipy and I can even say for myself when I've been gossipy, cause I have been that person before. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, or even when I catch myself doing it again, it usually means that there's something, um, going on with me mm-hmm. that I don't want to address. So I am going to like, you know, focus on this other thing mm-hmm. uh, that this other negative thing, um, but yeah, so I think that you were relaying this. I had asked you about toxicity. Mm-hmm. How do you know a relationship is toxic or a friendship? How do you get out of a mm-hmm. friendship that's tox- toxic? And so you had given us the definition of toxicity mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, the background of that. And then how do you remove yourself from those friendships? Right. I think another thing too is um, envy. And I'm just going to go play to, to how to remove it. I think it's good to have a... a hmm. I don't know the right word to say. I think sometimes it's okay within friendships to have some envy about certain things or like, a, how am I, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to sometimes look at things and, and be a little bit envious of a situation. Mm-hmm. Like, but being self-aware that like, that like maybe, why do I feel that way? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Rather than like being a completely jealous person and like wanting to like sabotage situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel like I'm talking about every single teen drama out there, <laughs> like literally. But anyway, um, so and I think that was kind of what was happening. It was right at like the cusp of me like leaving stay-at-home momhood into becoming an entrepreneur. Mm. And um, my marriage was falling apart at the time. And like there was just a lot of things that were going on in my life that like whenever I would be with this person, it was like a constant like, I was being put down. Like I could tell that she was envious of the things that I was going through and it was causing her to say really backhanded passive aggressive comments, which mm. passive aggressiveness like literally drives me insane. Mm. Um, I just like such, it's so mean. It's just so, it's so underhanded. Um, and it was just, it was defeating. And like I, my energy shifted because I was at this point in my life where I was starting to like grow myself and my, the energy that I felt when I was with this person felt icky and I just never want, I wanted to stop putting myself in icky situations. Mm-hmm. So I started by setting boundaries. Didn't work. I continued to set boundaries. Didn't work. I <clears throat> then had like tried having a conversation with another friend of ours that was involved in the situation. And then I felt like I was gossiping. So I was like, this isn't working. It's not what I want to do. And I just felt like I just kept telling myself is having this person in my life, worth what I'm getting out of it like I had to keep asking myself like I'm so glad that I have a friend but is this the kind of friendship that I need to continue having like, is, is it doing anything good for me mm-hmm. and when the answer like consistently was no I set a boundary and then I took a step back I took a step back and I kind of like caught her out a little bit and then I felt bad that I didn't tell her why so then finally, like a few months later, I was just like, listen, I have been trying to set boundaries with you and it just has not been working. I just feel like I've grown a lot and I just feel like this friendship is not at a point that I need right now in my life. Um, and I wish you the best. Like I finished, I, like, I've, I basically just like broke up with her, mm-hmm. um, which was really hard, but man, like 
it felt good to stand up for myself because I think that's a lot of things. Like, that's something that women just generally don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, is like stand up for their wants and their needs because I want to upset this person. Mm-hmm. Um, I want I want to be a people pleaser. I want everybody to yeah. like me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I just I don't know. It felt good to stand up for myself, and it felt good to like do something that I needed in my life, like energetically. So I think it also, when we remove the toxicity in our life, it brings room for other things in our life. That was mm. a crazy trash analogy before. But um, <laughs> like, so if we are focusing on relationships and friendships that are not serving us, um, there's mm-hmm. not much room to g- have relationships that do right. serve us. You can, there's only so much to go around. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the, part of my cup that's overflowing I want it to you know go towards people that are also helping to fill that cup yeah and yeah. can I just say I met you like two months later <gasps> it was meant it was to meant to be, be. yeah oh and I was gosh. like so and I think part of the, like our the beginning of our friendship was like I was very nervous because that would like took a lot out of me you know mm. and like before that had happened I had like kind of lost a friend and it, and it was like a really hard breakup. So I like I was kind of at this point where I was like super kind of closed off. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. really. I think that was a lot of like the hesitation mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, and my intimidation of you was like, is she gonna be? Well, good I think or bad? you know one of the things that I strive at to. I think a lot of people strive to, but the try not to be judgmental. Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. have been judged mm-hmm. a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. And I know how painful that can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I know that judgment is always coming back to me. If I'm judging somebody else, it means that there's something going on with inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something that I was aware of until, I don't know, I started my, my self-awareness journey. And so when other people are telling me things, you know, rather than judging them, but being able to um, relate to them, identify with them, mm-hmm. um, empath I don't think being an empath is a terrible thing right Right. I think being an empath is is a good thing sometimes um so well good for you Sarah for getting out of that relationship because that is really hard to do it Mm -hmm. takes a lot of courage um and so when I say that you do things that scare the crap out of me I'm admiring your courage is really (laughs) what I'm saying so with that um I think we're about to wrap up episode one On friendships. Um, well, I think that we just talked. Hold on. Let's give us like two more minutes because I just want to make sure that we kind of come around to like. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So we, no, it's okay. okay. She's like, Becky, we're not hold done on. yet. Hold on. Hold the train. Uh, no, like we got, like how did we get out of a hard friendship? But how do we find our people? I think that that's even more so the mm-hmm. more important like ending topic is like how do we find those people that are like our ride or dies in our like, friendship? Just get everybody out. See you later. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of been talking about it as a theme like this whole time is about like finding ourselves. And I feel mm-hmm. like this whole vulnerability leads to community is something that I'm literally going to say every time I say it to I come closer. Um, is something I'm going to say like on she every does. episode. She leans closer to the microphone when she's about to say. Vulnerability leads to community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's my ASMR voice. Um, anyway, so no, and I really think that that, it, that is like literally the key. Mm-hmm. And I'm like raising my hands and getting so excited because like I wish that every single woman in this world had fr- has friendships like we like we're able to have mm-hmm. and like the closeness that we're really able to have. And I think another thing is like I, I don't know if you've been hearing this since childhood, but mm-hmm. quality over quantity, like when it comes mm-hmm. to friends, like a hundred percent. I feel like I say that to my teenager all the time. Um, I wish that I could have just one solid good friend as opposed to like numerous friends mm. and I feel like I have this conversation with brides like all the time when mm. they're like well I have to match my groomsmen or I have to match how many groomsmen there are or whatever mm-hmm. and I'm like no like girl like do your friends mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway so yeah like vulnerability like learning about yourself learning what your wants and needs are what is your capacity with friendship mm-hmm. like how many you know Oh, that's like a good question. So I think that that rolls back around to like the different types of friendships. Um, sorry, Daisy is like over by the... Another camera. So like... Yeah. Um, no, so I think that rolls around to the different types of friendships. Mm-hmm. So like I could not give what I give to you to like 10 other people on a daily basis. Right. So I choose mm-hmm. you as my person um, for many reasons, but uh, also because you fill my cup 
because you push me out of my comfort zone, mm -hmm. because I can be vulnerable with you, because you're not judgmental and you're empathetic towards, you know, mm. my situations in my life. Um, same seas. <laughs> same seas. <laughs> so where was I going with that? Um, there's different like group, like there's oh, roles. So there's different, different types of friends. So mm. I can't give that to like, you know, multiple people on right. a daily basis. So I do have some friendships that are much more lax and casual and mm -hmm. that are just like, we can be vulnerable for that moment when we're hanging out. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's what I'm trying to say is around, uh, quality quantity yeah. you know I can't have for me per and there are women out there though that can have really intimate relationships oh, absolutely. with like a lot but I don't have that capacity right I don't have that emotional capacity either I don't and no. may maybe one day I will but um for right now I don't so which um, is fine yeah but, but you understand that about yourself when you know like what your needs are in that That's situation mm -hmm. so I would say like if finding friendships is something that you're struggling with with other women or you know just in general, I think the best place to start is kind of really understanding like who you are mm. and the need for the friendships that you have, like mm. kind of evaluating the friends you have now and like the capacity of what those look like, like the type of friendship that you have. And honestly, having a super open conversation with your friends. I feel like if you cannot like sit down with your friend and like explain to them where you see your friendship and how you feel about it, um, I, like you should really think about that. Mm. Like I have a friend that I wanted so badly to have this sort of relationship with, but she is like incapable of like kind of being deeper mm. and she's a lovely human and I love her to pieces, but I just know that that's just not, you know, sometimes I can be a little too much for some women and that's how mm -hmm. I know that there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with me. It's just that we're not two pieces that fit two pieces, two that fragments that two fit together. I love how you said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like if I start, I like I need to be able to talk about deep things happening in my life. Yeah. And I don't need to talk about it all the time, mm -hmm. but I do need it sometimes. Um, so if I can't open up and be vulnerable and show you all of me, then, you know, I, there's a, there's a place for you in my life. Just yeah. not, you know, in the forefront. Right, exactly. And it, it's just important to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. So, and I also think it like leads away from like having, resentment towards people mm -hmm. like if you don't have that conversation with your friend and they're trying to maybe they're trying to understand why you're not being so close with them like if you're not having that conversation like with them about how you're feeling about your friendship how are they ever going to know they're just gonna be like why why are you like putting me to the side or whatever mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. just like have vulnerability because it leads to community <laughs> So anyway, so no, I just, I hope this was helpful. Um, I definitely think like starting out, I don't even think I finished my thought. Like this is such my ADHD brain, ADHD brain. No, like, so fi fi figuring out who you are, right? Like yep. the kind of wants and needs that you have in a friendship and understanding that within your friend realm. Mm -hmm. um, and that understanding that in life we grow, like that's what we do. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the friends that you had like 10 years ago aren't going to be the same friends that you have now. And that's okay. Um, he also had this conversation with Mark a bunch, but like, cause he's like been kind of going through it with his friend situation. And I think everyone has a place and time in their life. And like, like you said, maybe he's in the hallway waiting for another door to open and, and it's hard to be there, but like knowing that like, it's going to be beautiful when mm -hmm. you, cause it's going to help you really understand. I feel like when friends do things that are hurtful or you have things in relationships that are hurtful, it helps you. Same thing in like a relationship relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you just don't want that. Mm -hmm. Like you see the flag, you'll see the red flags from them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, this seems familiar. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. It comes with it. And I would say the the best friendships that I've had, I feel like my life didn't start getting really good until I was 30. Oh my God. Amen. Like, I would never like, go back to my twenties. I like literally never. I am jelly of all the women that are like, I loved my twenties and I did all the things that 20 year olds do and, and what have you. But I will tell you life started and my friendships, mm. my lifelong friendships, um, really didn't start until my thirties. No, absolutely not mine. Mine either. I didn't know who I was. I didn't no. know what I was doing. I love being 30. You kidding me? Okay. I'm not, th I'm 36, but still, I'm I love being in my thirties. <laughs> in my 30s permanently um but yeah no so whether you know and I wonder too like if I'm like I wonder if 40 is gonna be better than 30 like I know how awesome are my friendships gonna be in my 40s and in my 30s because like yeah. yeah 
it just keeps getting better. No, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I love, mm. I actually love getting older, which is funny because I'm dating someone that's so much younger than me, which I thought like at first would make me like terrified of like, but I actually love being older. I like, mm. I, like I love it. Mm-hmm. And embracing it. Embracing I'm embracing it. Yeah. Age, race, identity, absolutely. sexuality. Yeah. All absolutely. of it. Embrace it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I, I, was there anything else that you wanted no, to No, like that was to? it. Just like, I think I just want to make sure that we gave them like a def- definitive, like, this is how you mm. achieve these things or mm-hmm. like a, a roadmap. Was that a good roadmap? Yeah, I think it was really good um, experience and yeah. advice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and of course, as I always say, take what you want, leave the rest. Yes. That's actually from whatever. It yes. doesn't matter where I got it from, but the point is that I say it because, you know, not everything fits for everybody. Right. So if, you know, you get bits and pieces out of it, great. Mm-hmm. If some of it sticks and some of it doesn't, just, you know, yeah. take take what helps you. Yeah. Make sure you find us on Facebook um, and Instagram. I, I think we're doing Instagram. I don't know what we're doing. Um, so yes. that you guys can, like, leave messages or responses or questions or anything that you would want to talk about. Also, yeah, that's what I wanted to mention to you before we um, close is that if anyone has topics that, that are really relevant to them and important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that next week's topic, should mm-hmm. we drop it? Yeah, totally. Okay. I, I don't think- even know what it is, so you go. <laughs> I'm totally making this up in the moment. Okay, sorry. That's how we roll. That's it's like roll. everything is just very in the moment. Yeah. Um, but motherhood. Oh, damn. Okay. I feel like that is such I a know. good one. It's such so a big like, one. And so I also feel like too, like motherhood, there's sometimes this misconception that it's only if you're a mom. Uh-huh. But motherhood could also be relative too, because um, without getting too much into it, I'll save it for the next episode. But, you know, my husband and I struggled with infertility. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't sure if I was going to be a mom or not. Yeah. Um, and so I was going to be motherly in mm-hmm. other ways before mm-hmm. actually having a child. Um, so this is not just for, you know, one, if you have one child, five children, maybe you don't have children at all. Right. Maybe you don't want children. Right. Um, that's okay. You could, there's still... Um, Motherhood doesn't always mean bearing children. Thank you. That's what I'm trying. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So with that in mind, that will be next week's episode um, that we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. But for now, um, yeah, drop comments, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. And we are so excited that you guys are here. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. And we will see you next week. We'll see you next week. Awesome. Bye. Bye.